If you're trying to change your habits with money and it seems like you're just stuck, it's likely your mindset that needs some work. So today we're going to talk about 10 practical ways that you can change your mindset when it comes to money. Hey there, and welcome to the Marshmallows and Money Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Zachariah. I'm a wife and mom of two, a personal finance educator, and a debt-free money-saving ninja. I'm here to help you navigate this world of money so you can afford the life you want. So I'm breaking down dense money topics and translating them into easy-to-digest action steps so you can easily implement them into your life right after every episode. Grab a coffee or beverage, and let's chat about money. Mindset is powerful. It's that key driver that makes a really big difference when you're not feeling motivated, when you're feeling down, and when you're feeling stuck. Mindset is that magical piece of the puzzle. But what does it mean to have a healthy mindset when it comes to money? Well, most of us grow up with some perception of money coming from our parents and our grandparents and the way they dealt and behaved with their money. We likely either followed in their footsteps or we went the exact opposite way, depending on what you experienced when it came to money. When I was growing up, my immigrant parents didn't really understand money management. In fact, we had many, many houses and were considered to be affluent at one point. The lack of having a healthy mindset when it came to money affected us negatively. I remember moving from home to home every couple of years. You see, my dad would use our house as primary form of investment, almost like the stock market. As soon as a house raised up in value, he'd put a sign for sale and it was time to move on to the next house. And my mom could not stand it. She just wanted stability, security. She wanted to be home and know that that was her forever home. Instead, we moved from place to place only out of my dad's desire to make a quick buck. Because of this, When my parents divorced, my mom went the absolute opposite direction. She saved every dime, but more than that, her home is cluttered with things of just in case. She keeps things in case she'll need them one day. Because for so long, by moving from place to place, she lost a lot of her belongings and couldn't take everything with her every time. So now she takes everything that she owns as sacred and doesn't get rid of anything. Now that's a scarcity mindset. And when I grew up and saw that, I immediately wanted to do the opposite. So when I got my first job, the first thing I did was buy new clothes. The second thing I did was go out to eat. The third thing that I did was think about paying my bills. To me, this was the only logical solution. I didn't think that the way my mom handled money was good. And I didn't think that the way that my dad handled money was good either. But I had to find my own path. And at first, it was all about being frivolous. I didn't know I was being frivolous at the time. I thought I was just living a good life. It wasn't until I started to acquire a lot of debt that I realized that my mindset is probably not healthy when it comes to money. It took me many years to get my mindset right. And as a result, it took me many years to get out of debt. If you're struggling with moving forward when it comes to your finances, likely your mindset needs to be shifted a little. And so today we're going to be talking about practical ways that you can start shifting your mindset so that you can start having a healthier relationship with your money, which will help you manage your money better. 
Number one is to pay attention to the daily habits of the rich and emulate those you admire. Now, I'm not asking you to strive to be rich or strive to be like someone else because as you know, I'm not one that likes to compare. I think that every single person has a unique sense of what fulfills them. And even though we're similar in certain ways, there are definitely things that make us different. So I don't want you to mimic or imitate what they do, but really look at their daily habits and see what parts of their daily habits you could apply into your own daily life that would make a big difference when it comes to managing your money. I find myself doing this with sharks from Shark Tank. I look at the way that they handle their morning routine, what they do throughout their day, what they value the most, and I take little bits and pieces of that and apply it to my lifestyle based on what I want my life to look like and where I want to go. Number two is to read more personal finance books. Now in the show notes, I'm going to leave my favorite personal finance books and also the finance book that I'm personally reading right now, which I'm loving. But the idea here is that the more that you read, the more that you get other people's perspective, the more that you understand certain concepts, the easier it is for you to apply real practical solutions to your finances. It makes such a big difference when you're moving forward with the knowledge base. If you're moving forward without really fully understanding the big picture of it, Sometimes you can lose sight of that when you start to feel discouraged or when you see everyone else spending money and you ask yourself, why am I not able to go on vacation or go out to eat as much? Or how come I see all of my friends doing all of these really fun, adventurous things and I'm over here trying to pay off my debt and feeling miserable? When you have a good, solid knowledge base and perspectives, then your why becomes stronger your mindset around your goals becomes stronger and it'll make it easier for you to continue on your progress with your money even when you see others around you having what seems to be more fun than you. It's also a great way to hear of other people's experiences. Most personal finance books have a little bit more of their personal story. Hearing other people's experiences always seem to be more motivating to me. There are some personal finance books that give you the how-to, how to do this, how to do that, and the practical ways around it. But I personally love the personal finance books that give you a little bit of history behind it, what their life was like, how did they come to the conclusion of doing better with their money, what changed in their world that made them wake up and see that money is more of a tool versus a thing that you want to attain. All of these perspectives and this new way of thinking will eventually change your mindset around the way that you behave and manage your money. Getting a different perspective and other people's experiences gives you a more well-rounded picture of what money can do and what money shouldn't be about. Number three, join money focus groups. Being part of a community of like-minded people who have the same types of goals and mindset as you makes a huge difference with your success. It helps you move forward. It gives you the encouragement. It pushes you when you feel like you're wanting to give up. It gives you inspiration, but it also gives you the accountability. So many of us go through our money journey alone. I was one of those people. Sometimes it could feel so discouraging. 
Sometimes it could feel like you're never going to move past this. You're always going to be in debt. You're always going to have less. Having a community around you of like-minded people, making friendships with people that think and want the same things as you can make a world of a difference. It's precisely why I started Money Wizards, which is our online membership community. At the time of this recording, it's not currently open, but our members are super supportive of one another. They support each other when they win and they support each other when they fall. It's all about that support when you fall that makes a big difference. Having someone behind you motivating you, sharing wins and struggles with one another keeps you grounded and motivated. You become a person who motivates them as well. And the more that you motivate them, the more that you're inspired to do the same for your life. And when you're feeling down, when you're feeling stuck, having them makes you feel so much more powerful than when you're doing it on your own. Because it's so easy to give up when you're doing it by yourself because it feels lonely. It feels like you don't have all the information. When you have a community of people around you, you get to bounce ideas off of one another. You get to ask about certain experiences. Maybe someone is a couple of steps ahead of you and can remember exactly what it felt like to be in your shoes right now and can help you walk through it in an easier way. I created this membership community because I wished I had something like this when I was going through my debt-free journey. I remember feeling like, My entire extended family was able to go on vacations and buy new cars and have all these wonderful adventures. And a lot of times I felt stuck in my money journey. If I had one friend, just one friend that was doing the same thing as I was, I would be able to feel more motivated and energetic and enthusiastic to move forward with my goals. So imagine an entire community of people that are rooting for you. So I urge you to find a money-focused group. It'll make all the difference in the world. And if you want to be part of our money-focused group, Money Wizards, you can click on the link in the show notes and join the waitlist. Once enrollment opens up, you'll be the first to know. Number four, focus on what you have and not what you don't. A lot of us focus on the glass half empty, especially when it comes to our money journey. We're still like, well, I still want to put more money in my emergency funds. I'm not investing enough. I still have a ton of debt that I have to pay. I still have this and I still have that. And you're looking at all of your to-do list instead of looking at what you've already accomplished, what you already have. And we do this with everything. If we have a car that takes us from point A to point B, we think, man, my car is 10 years old. I would love to have a two or three year old car or even a brand new car. You don't think of the fact that you have a car that takes you from point A to point B, that's reliable, that saves you in gas, that's comfortable to drive in, that has AC on a hot day. We always look at what we don't have. And if you continue to look at what you don't have, you'll always feel like you don't have enough. But if you start to pay attention to the things around you, the things that you already have and are blessed with, it's so much easier for you to have gratitude. And with gratitude, you spend less money. Number five, practice gratitude. Because gratitude is such a powerful component to your money journey. Practicing gratitude means that you're more mindful of everything you have in your world. Because Believe it or not, when we always look at the glass half empty, we miss the things we actually have. We end up creating big blind spots in our perspective. So practicing gratitude is all about taking away those blind spots 
and looking around your world and seeing how much of it you're actually really lucky to have and how much you've already accomplished. The more you realize how much you've accomplished, the easier it is for you to continue moving forward. But if you're constantly looking at the negative and what you don't have of, then it's always going to feel deflating and it's going to feel like you're struggling all the time and you're not making enough momentum. I understand that there are certain situations that are really hard to be grateful for. I get that. I'm not tone deaf to the situations that a lot of people are enduring right now. But I really think that in all things, even just a bit of gratitude can move us an inch forward. And that inch forward will move us another inch and another inch. And before we know it, we could walk away from the things that we're not currently happy with in our life. Number six, create a vision board for your goals. Now, I love this idea because it's absolutely unique to you, your goals, and the things that make you excited. Creating a vision board just basically gives you your dreams, your goals, your aspirations all in one place that you can hang up and look at on a daily basis. It gives you inspiration and motivation and helps you look past your struggles because you're constantly looking ahead. You're constantly looking at what you want to become, what you want your life to look like. And so there's no dwelling in the present. There's no dwelling on the past. There's no dwelling on your mistakes. You're looking forward to the future. And for that reason, it's incredibly exciting and motivating at the same time. Number seven, practice charitable giving. I tell my kids this all the time, but not the cliche version. It's not the more that you give, the more that you receive, because yes, of course, that's true. But The more that you give, the more you realize how much you have. The more money I make in my business, the more I want to give back. The more grateful I am that God is blessing me with so much. I want to give more. I want to give more. I want to give more. And it's this constant wanting to give back, wanting to give more, wanting to give out of my abundance that starts to change our mindset. Because when we give, that means we have extra, means we have enough right? It's more of this abundance mindset. And usually when we're on a money journey, it almost always starts with this scarcity mindset of we don't have enough, we don't make enough, we're already up to our eyeballs in debt, and I just don't have anything to give. But even if you were to give something simple like decluttering your closet and giving that to charity, that alone makes you feel like, wow, I had so much in my closet I wasn't using. And now I'm giving it to someone who could put it towards good use. That alone will start to shift your mindset from this idea of scarcity to realizing you have enough and many times more than enough. It's a really powerful shift. Number eight, understand the opportunity cost of what you spend your money on. So many of us spend money mindlessly, not only on impulse spending. I'm not talking just about impulse spending because we've talked about this before and I know that you're practicing not spending so much on impulse. I know. But but this is more of looking at everything that you purchase, even the things that you need as necessities and start putting an opportunity cost in those areas. For example, if I'm going to buy a car, which I'm going to need one super soon and we'll talk about that in another episode, but I have the opportunity to either choose an affordable model like a Toyota Camry or a more luxury model like a Lexus. We know that both of those costs are different. The opportunity cost is where I find the difference between a Toyota and a Lexus. If I were to purchase the Toyota instead of the Lexus, that difference in money, if I were to invest it, 
how much money would I actually make 30 years from now, 40 years from now? Opportunity cost is just that, that you are looking at the difference between one item and another and that money that you could potentially put towards building your wealth. That's opportunity cost. I urge you to do that with everything and not because, oh, you know, you should never get a Lexus or you shouldn't ever get the higher end model. No, it's not that at all. But it's more of when you are mindful of where you are actually spending your money and if it's really being put to good use, you start to realize that money is more of a resource and a tool versus just allowing us to get more material possessions. And I know some people that say, oh my God, these people that talk about opportunity costs, not everything has opportunity costs. Sometimes you just really want the higher end model. Go ahead and get the higher end model. I'm not I'm not here to push you towards getting a cheaper version of a car or a cheaper version of a bag or whatever. But opportunity cost is a real thing. And when you start looking at all of your purchases in the scope of opportunity cost, you'll start to realize one thing, that your money ultimately is a tool to be able to make more money for you. And the more that you use your money to allow it to work for you, the more wealthy you become. It's not about the item that you're about to purchase, but more about the potential of wealth growth that your money has and whether or not you're willing to forfeit that opportunity cost to buy the higher end model. Number nine is to declutter and to donate. And we talked about this with charitable giving when it comes to your closet and whatnot. Charitable giving obviously is also tithing and giving back and giving back monetarily. But decluttering and donating is also part of charitable giving. Yes, it is things that are usually used, but it also shows that you have abundance, just like we talked about before. And if you've noticed the theme within all of the things that we've talked about so far, you'll notice that a lot of these concepts are linked and intertwined. So charitable giving has a lot to do with decluttering and donating. It also has a lot to do with practicing gratitude. The more that you give back, the more grateful you feel for the things you already have. All of these habits go hand in hand. When you declutter, when you donate, when you give back, you start to feel gratitude. When you feel gratitude, you spend less. You shift your mindset. All of these things push you towards progress, give you more momentum, give you more enthusiasm with your money journey. And finally, number 10, focus on what's important. I always think about this in the concept of a fire. If a fire took everything from you today, what would be the things you'd make sure were safe? Let's sit in that a moment. Let's lean into that for a minute. If you only had 10 things you can take out of that house, what would the 10 things be? Would they be the brand new purse you just purchased? Would they be the luggage set that you got? Would they be the high-end furniture? Would they be the keepsake memories? What would they be? The more that I think about this, the more I realize that there's so many things in my home that are not super important. And because of that reason, I've chosen not to overspend or to replace items that I feel are still fully functional. Even if that means that I found one that's more aesthetically pleasing or more trendy, or feels like an upgrade. This fire concept got me really thinking that a lot of the things I value the most aren't material at all. It's easy to walk away from it all, as long as I've got my family in my hands. All of these 10 can really do wonders to a shift in your mindset. And you don't have to practice all 10. But even if you were to take three or four, the ones that really spoke to you, and started adapting them into your daily life, How much better would your mindset be? 
how much more motivated would you be? How much more energetic and enthusiastic toward your money goals would you be? It's all about finding ways to put a little pep in your step when it comes to your money journey. Because here's the truth. Your money path is going to be a really long road ahead. There is no end to your money journey. So the more enjoyable you can make it, the more inspiring and motivating you can make it, the more progress you'll see and the happier you'll be. Oh my God, that sounded so cheesy. I totally didn't mean for it to rhyme, but you get the drift. The more that you can change and shift your mindset, the better off you'll be in your money journey and the more success you'll find. So I urge you today to think about these 10 practical ways that you can change your mindset and pick a couple and try them out and see how much more they enhance your money journey. Now, if you're currently feeling motivated and want to get started, there are money resources in the show notes for you. And don't forget, I'm also sharing with you my personal finance book favorites and the one that I'm currently reading. Before I let you go, I want you to remember just one thing. Your mindset is incredibly powerful. And the great thing is you have all the power to shift it so that it serves you better and gives you the life you really want. That's all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you leave a review, I'll love you forever. Remember, today is yours. So make it count. I'll see you in the next one. Bye for now.